Joining us now for the very latest is New York City Councilman Bob Holden. Councilman, so great to have you with us. And how bad do you think it's going to get here in New York? Uh, That's the problem. It's only going to get worse because there's no remedy coming from Washington. And I think that's what has to happen here. The Congress has to get together. If they want to change the rules for asylum or a work permit visa, if they want to do that, it has to come through Congress. And the president has to start the wheels going. So does our our Congress uh, people. They need to get together and solve this. The problem in New York City that we have is this right to shelter. We're the only city that does that. So that means you couple that with work visas, like the, the governor's trying to do, the mayor's trying to do, you incentivize them to come here then if you're going to give them or you're going to you're going to put the work visa on the fast track and then you couple that with right to shelter which we're the only city that you know we're crazy like this we we anybody that comes to our city anywhere from in the world they have the right to shelter that means we have to put them up on the taxpayer's dime how insane is that you know, you talk about the right to shelter. Some people say, Councilman Holden, that it doesn't necessarily mean for non-Americans. How do you see it? Well, again, that's been challenged. Uh, it says anyone. And it was originally for a homeless man. Uh, and it was Callahan versus uh, Carey, the governor at the time. And that's why the governor should be getting involved in this and challenge that right to shelter. Say, you know what? This We can't sustain this. We can't house the world. Are you insane? We have 100 and whatever, 105,000 now uh, migrants that we have to take care of. About half of them are in our shelters. And are you saying that if another 100,000 come, you know, in the next few months and then another 100,000, when do we end this? Uh, it's going to get to the point where New York is going to collapse uh, financially. And that's where we're headed. So that's why when you started, you asked me, where are we headed? We're headed for a disaster unless that we get um, the president get, getting everybody together and let's change this. And here's what they should do. And this is my opinion. They should expedite the asylum process because I, I'm, and I'm guessing that 95% of the people coming in want jobs. That's not a reason for asylum. You get asylum if you're in your home country, you're threatened. That means you are, you fear for your life. Uh, You're coming here because you're being persecuted. Um, That's why you come. And that's why, that's the reason for asylum. Not because you want a job. And that's what these people want. So there are wrong reasons. They're coming, many are coming illegally. They're coming across the border. And the government, you know, has all these policies that they're kind of, they kind of just put on the, on the side, like Title 42, which is really a, a, a public uh, health service act that was um, actually on the books for, from the 1800s because of all the, they could, they could now stop people from coming in for asylum because of the epidemic that we just went through, a pandemic. And they were using that until the Biden administration said, no, no, you know, we're gonna, we have to end this. So he actually filed a lawsuit, but you know, the Supreme Court said, no, you, you, the, um, the president can end this program. And that's what he's doing. 
Yeah, well, he's so fighting got- tooth and nail, uh, Councilman. I mean, that's the issue. Like you said, he lifted Remain in Mexico, lifted Title 42. You have to have the will to want to change these things. Do you see any will in Washington? No, I don't. And and again, coming from like I, I'm a Democrat, but I'm embarrassed for the, about this president not really taking charge and at least, you know, slowing the flow. Like you, you saw how they opened the wall, some gates on the wall, uh, literally the floodgates. They opened and people are pouring through there. Um, this has been listen, this has been an industry for years and this is what we're getting now. Um, people coming in, we don't know who they are. And it's amazing how fast we forget 9-11 how terrorists came into our country and brought down buildings and killed thousands of people. And it's, it's 22 years later, and, we're, and we haven't learned any lessons. So we're, we're letting people come in. We don't have any information on them. They're pouring through our borders, and they haven't, and, I, and I'm, I'm, we're trying to get this from the, the mayor's um, administration, how many have actually applied for asylum? Because remember a few weeks back, CUNY was going to help. City University of New York was going to help them fill out their asylum applications. I mean, we, we not only have to you know, process 100,000 uh, or more, and that's where the government is lacking. I think it, that's where uh, Biden can actually expedite that. Let's, let's get the asylum applications looked at. Let's hire more, uh, you know, ICE agents, and let's examine everyone. And if they're not, they don't qualify, send them back. But they have to have the will to want to send them back, Councilman. And I think you hit it on the head because the problem is, I wonder if the Biden administration even wants to find out who is here uh, on a justified claim. Because to your point, I think at the end of the day, they're going to find out what five, ten, fifteen percent have justified claims. The rest aren't here legally or appropriately or for the justified reasons. So that means then they have to get rid of them and send them back. And I don't think they want to do it. Well, it's the people are going to have to, you know, really rise up. The New Yorkers are going to have to really protest. And this is what I think we all should do, because let's look at the poster child. Uh, Daniel Hernandez Martinez, I think his name was, uh, is or is. He arrived in the United States from Venezuela in June, June 27th, and the first day uh, he started his crime spree. I think he's now he's got six arrests. Right, and including assaulting uh, uh, three people and two officers, and he's still right. out. Right, and that's why uh, tomorrow we're going to contact the ICE um, director in Manhattan and, and see what, what the deal is with this guy. Because if, if you're committing felonies, and misdemeanors, and you you have six crimes, and you've only been here a couple of months, and you have six crimes on the book, you have attacked people, what are we releasing this guy for? Uh, why are we keeping him in the United States? Send him back to Venezuela. And this is, by the way, there's, I think, uh, I think there's 41 people have been arrested in that one hotel in yep, Manhattan. That's the right, hotel. in the Roosevelt, right, which is sort yeah. of like the, uh, yeah. you know, receiving center, if you will. Right. So, so what are we doing? Once you commit a crime and you're, you know, you, your application hasn't been looked at for asylum and you commit a crime, you should be on the next uh, bus or train or, or plane, bet, uh, better yet, out of the United States. And that's, that's why uh, we're going to meet the Common Sense Caucus is going to meet with the ICE director, hopefully in the near future, and see what, what are we doing? Why are we not 
um, uh, getting these people out of this country. And it's because we're a sanctuary city, and this is what happens, but it, now it's being abused because the sanctuary city, which started really under the Koch administration, but then it escalated over the years, um, really prevents prevents the NYPD from giving information to the feds about an individual who committed a crime. So that's why they they hide. I mean, do, you, do we need to import criminals to New York City? Uh, this, is this what we, we, we become? And so all the, you know, the far left really feels, well, you know, we, we want to incentivize people to work with the NYPD. So that means they have to feel free that they can go to the NYPD and they're not going to rat them out to the feds. Well, you know, if this, this, this guy, Martinez, who's committed six crimes, we're gonna, we, wanna, we want his cooperation? Are you kidding? Ship him out. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the problem is, as you know, Councilman Bob Holden, uh, as we're talking here on the Rita Cosby show, you look at the numbers and you brought up uh, a really powerful point about you think about 9-11. We're heading towards the anniversary, as you know, 22 years. I can't believe it. And here it is. And you think about how many they got into the country, they infiltrated, you know, they started setting up uh, working. One was going through pilot training. We've had, and I was talking to the head of Customs and Border Protection, uh, Mark Morgan. He was saying that he thinks there's close to 1.8, maybe 2 million gotaways. That's just the gotaways and close to 8 million, those that we know of, even though we're not keeping track or vetting those. I mean, that's close to 10 million. That is a stunning number. And that is just downright dangerous for national security for New York and the rest of the country. And it's more dangerous than right before uh, 9-11. In the days before 9-11, we are now more, have a much bigger security problem in the United States than in the days leading up to 9-11. We created homeland security right after 9-11. A few years later, we created homeland security and immigration and customs enforcement. For that reason, to cooperate and to work with local authorities on possible terrorists. So they could share information. So what have we done in the 22 years since? We weakened all those laws. Weakened people. Some of my colleagues want to get rid of ICE. <laughs> they, they want open borders. They want everybody to pour in, take care of everyone. It's insane. And unless the silent majority rises up and says enough of, is enough, tell you know we got to tell the mayor. Listen, we're not for expediting. Um, work visas for individuals that we don't know. Right. They're just going to stay here. That, Like you said, that is just incentivizing them. How is that stopping the flow? That's going to say, come on in. You can not only get all these freebies, you'll also get a job. Yeah, but no other, no other city in the world offers, you know, right to shelter. Do you understand that? That is, this is so insane that we're going to, where are you going to go? If you're making $3 an hour in Venezuela or, or if that, and now you can come to New York City and make $17 an hour, get free room and board, uh, you know, food, and stay in a, in, a, in a hotel. Of course you're going to come to New York City. So the mayor's got to stop and think a bit. And so does the governor, because they're both not, they're really not on the same page in any regard to try to save the city. They're just trying to get out of this predicament now. But I think they have to turn to to the government, the federal government, and say, expedite these let's let's look at these applications and if they don't have an application by the way ship them out 
and most of them don't have applications. We can't sustain this. What do you make of the finger pointing between uh, the mayor, the governor, and the president, it seems? Yeah, they're blaming one another. It's hilarious. I'm embarrassed about my party. I'm embarrassed that it's, it's like... You have the governor blaming the mayor, the mayor blaming the governor, the, the mayor blaming Washington, and then Washington saying, you guys don't have your act together in New York. Are you kidding? Um, that's why I said, and I said this I, you know, almost a year ago now, ship them to Washington. Put them on the great lawn. Take them anywhere you want. You know, put, put them in, um, you know, in, in, on the mall in Washington and have the buses stop there, you'll see this change. Absolutely. Put it right there, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, or the Naval Observatory. That's the home of the vice president, the so-called borders are. Uh, the bar- borders are who we haven't heard anything on. If they're camping outside the, the White House, Rita, you'll see things change quickly. I mean, it's, there'll, be, there'll be cameras there, and right away, yeah, the mayor's going to be criticized, obviously, so what? He's got to stand up. He's, he represents us, the taxpayers. He doesn't represent people from, uh, you know, Venezuela, South America, Central America. He doesn't represent. He re- represents us. And and I loved when when people, you know, the, the far left. Oh, you, everyone's a, an immigrant. Yeah, right. I mean, if we all came here. Our, if our grandparents came here, they came here legally. They just didn't sneak into the country. Um, and they and we know who they are. And they worked hard and they weren't given a hotel room. They weren't given room and board. They weren't given anything. In fact, they had to, you know, jump over hurdles and discrimination and so forth. And they 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 really earned it. They earned the right to be an American. Again, what's happening now is not is very different than when our uh, grandparents came. And the older side of my family has been here since the Civil War. Wow. And by the way, I'm first generation American. So my parents both had to work hard. Uh, Councilman, you know, school started this week for most of the public schools in New York. You think about what is going on. We're going to put these students, these migrant students, there's about 20,000 of them, they said. They're not vaccinated. The family's not vetted. And you're going to put them in classrooms with English speaking kids. They don't speak the language. Again, I mentioned the health issues, the criminal background of their families, potentially. This is a formula for disaster. Right. And you look at the countries that many of the migrants are coming from and the kids, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, uh, Haiti, Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua. Many of them, there's all different languages here. So you're going to have to hire so many teachers and it is a never ending problem. Some students are disabled. We're going to have to hire more personnel. And our students now, by the way, I mean, it's heartbreaking when you look what our parents go through, New Yorkers go through to educate their kids who are challenged or special needs kids. Now we're bringing in a whole new population. I just don't know how we could sustain this. Yeah, I saw that, that they're doing some that are, you know, English as a second language teacher, all these accommodations. There's a lot of people, you know, in New York City, and you think about how many homeless people there are, homeless veterans, other individuals who are saying, wait a minute, you know, it's interesting. I didn't get the free phone. I didn't get the free hotel room. I didn't get the free food and are getting really angry when they see how much money is being spent on migrants. And it seems like Americans in many ways feel neglected. New Yorkers feel neglected. 
Right. And we're the taxpayers. People coming in haven't paid a dime in taxes. So we paid for our lifetime and we're not getting the services now from DOE. Our kids are, we're, we're probably, you know, paying the most. I think it's now over 30000 per child and we're not getting bang for the buck. We are not doing the job now. Now when you actually bring in kids who can't speak English and have all different languages. That slows up a class, by the way. I taught for 44 years in CUNY. That's right. And when you had students that were, weren't as prepared, it slowed down the whole class. And it really was a hurdle. That's why I wanted honors classes. So, you know, we can really help the students who are really on the, who work hard, that they're not going to be slowed down. But now you're going to slow down the class. You'll see our levels drop in reading, writing, and math, because you have kids who had, I mean, we don't know their education uh, from the other countries. So this is a monumental task in our schools. And we don't know, uh, by the way, they haven't been vetted health-wise, too. We don't know what they're bringing in. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and that's what I, that's what many of my constituents object to, that, you know, our kids can't start school. <laughs> I mean, taxpayers, our kids can't start school if they're not vaccinated. But anybody now in temporary, they call it temporary housing, they can just go in and they're not vaccinated. Yeah, it really is a formula for disaster. It's so frightening. And then some of these shelters being set up, by the way, near active schools. It is so concerning, so dangerous. Councilman Bob Holden, it is so great to have you here and also get your important insight on this major issue. And most importantly, we really appreciate your time, your dedication to protecting our city and our country. We love having you on. Thank you, Rita. It was a pleasure being on.